This show is about your mental health. While it's supported by the pillars of positivity and hope, if you find yourself in crisis, please reach out for help. In many communities in both the United States and Canada, you can dial 211 to be connected to mental health and crisis services in your region. While it may seem like it at times, you are not alone. If you have a glass stovetop, most likely you struggle trying to keep it clean all the time. Try this. Sprinkle baking soda over the whole surface. Wet a tea towel and cover it for 15 minutes. Take the towel off and simply wipe the surface clean. I done it. It works. I love these hacks. Simple solutions right at the tip of our fingers. Guess what? There are some mind hacks that anyone can do to help you deal with anxiety and stress. Really. Mind hacks right now on the Happy Molecule. Hello, I'm Kevin Frankish. Welcome to the Happy Molecule. I'm going to start by reminding you, if you're struggling with your mental health, reach out to the pros. Struggling with things like depression and anxiety is an almost impossible task to accomplish on your own. Having said that, most of our road to recovery over any mental health issue is in our hands. With this in mind, our body is equipped with tools you need to do just this or to at least take more control. Julie Tom is a movement specialist. You may remember her from last episode on walking. She also studies techniques we can use to take control of our own nervous system to help deal with stress and anxiety. I recently interviewed her on my Facebook Live show, The Happy Molecule Extra. The result was a show that subscribers raved about and wanted to hear more. Here now are the highlights of my chat with Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Kevin. Quite often when we talk to you, we talk about movement. You know, we talk about yep. about exercising. We talk about getting the joints going and, and moving and moving. But right now, we're going to basically be talking sort of about staying still. And we're going to be talking about something that I wouldn't expect to be talking about with someone with your credentials. And that's just simply breathing. Well, breathing is movement. So it's the foundation. It's the fundamental. Breathing is the what connects us. It's what anchors us to movement, us to life. It's the prana. It's the energy. Depending on whatever religion or belief that you have, breathing is what connects us all to life. So if you want to move better, if you want to live better, you got to breathe better. And when when we're, we're breathing, the breathing is part of what's the name of the the nervous system, the one that's automatic. It does it without us thinking. The autonomous or uh, autonomic. Autonomic. I knew there was auto in there somewhere. So it's yeah, it's the same. Autonomic. It's the same thing that blinks our eyes. Uh, you know, moves different things in our body uh, without us even thinking. So we go through life not giving our breath a second thought. In fact, you could probably go days weeks months without even once thinking about your breathing but yeah. we want people to think about it and we want them to think about it several times a day what is happening when we're breathing and why is it so important for people and their mental health what is happening well you're if you think of it as simple oxygen and co2 molecules oxygen is the fuel in which you're able to survive so oxygen is what pumps through your organs and what allows you to move and do all the living things that you need to do. CO2 is the transporter of said 
molecules. So what happens is that when you inhale, you have oxygen molecules that go into the lungs, down into the alveoli, and when it trans when it leaves the alveoli, it hangs onto a red blood cell. And that red blood cell then gets attached to a carbon dioxide molecule, which then gets transported through our entire body. So what happens is if you are breathing in too much and you don't have enough carbon dioxide in your body, then you're not able to oxygenate your body properly because you're not transporting the oxygen through your body. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we've spoken, you know, on this show uh, several times about the sympathetic nervous system. And this yes. part, of, part of the job the sympathetic nervous system does is, is to actually make you breathe more shallow. And it does this on purpose. But it's a protection. That yeah. yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing all the time. No. So, I mean, you have your fight or flight response. I know you talk about sympathetic, parasympathetic. So what happens is that when you are in a stress state, you will tend to overbreathe because you're panicked. And so you breathe more shallow, you breathe more quickly. And that could be good because what it's going to do is it's going to increase your adrenaline. It's going to increase your blood pressure and it's going to get you out of the way of danger. But what happens is that if you're constantly stressed and if you're constantly under like over breathing, then what happens is that your body has a really hard time getting into that parasympathetic state. It can't get into that rest and digest. So that's where you really need to be able to focus on that long exhale. That's why a lot of us, we, we inhale and what happens is that we get into this, it's almost like a, a, um, a catch 22. So when you're feeling anxious or stressed or under pressure or busy, you tend to inhale. But what happens is that you inhale more and you have these little shallow breaths. And then what happens is that you think you need more because you start to panic. But what you really need is carbon dioxide because it's what's happening is that oxygen is not getting, um, it's not transporting through your body. So one way I've explained it to clients is imagine when you imagine a cruise ship. Okay. So when what's happening is that when you take an inhale, a cruise ship arrives to the port. When you, it's all the oxygen, all, all the oxygen molecules have arised to the port. And what they want to do is they they want to get off. But what happens is that if you breathe too quickly, imagine ship after ship after ship, and they're all trying to get the passengers off, but they can't all get off. So then what happens is you have this buildup at the port which is at the base of the lungs. And that's why a lot of pe people feel this congestion or this heaviness in their chest because the, the, there's too much oxygen there and we don't have enough CO2 built up in our body to transport the oxygen through our bodies. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and so that's why, you know, when someone's hyperventilating, you put a paper bag in front of them. Right. right, because you're trying to build up carbon dioxide. Homeostasis is what we're after, right? So Home when we're under stress, I've heard the word. I know what it means, okay. but why don't you tell balance. everybody else what it means? All it means is balance. Your body okay. craves balance. All that's all it wants. So that's why <clears throat> when we talk about you know drinking water or eating food, all your body wants is to be able be at a certain uh, body temperature. And we want to, it, it creates, it wants to be an even keel. It wants that pattern. It wants balance. I'm talking with Julie Tom. She is a movement specialist. Uh, Fitimize.ca is her website. And uh, she is a movement specialist and a health coach and is a damn good one. And we're talking about breathing and how important it is. And so you, you briefly touched on it. I had talked about, um, about the holds when we were talking about the box breathing. In, hold, yep. out, hold. Can you, again, sort of expand on why those holds are important? The hold is important because 
that is when you start building up CO2 molecules. So CO2 is the transport. It's, you have to remember, so oxygen is fuel, carbon dioxide is the transport. Without the two, you have, you're, you're going to have a buildup of too much oxygen. So like you said before, too much of a good thing. Yeah, it can be, it can be not detrimental, but it can harm your health. So the holds are important to be able to a activate the parasympathetic system and b be able to transport the molecules through your entire body. Okay. So really, really simple. We're going to do a few different breathing techniques and these are things you're going to, uh, Try and remember, in fact, I think I'm going to do a blog about it to, to help you with that and you can sort of keep it in your phone. These are things you can pull out anytime when you're feeling stressed, anxious, or just simply want to relax. Um, good for sleeping too, right, Julie? Yeah, so what you have to remember, so a couple things is with breathing, when you're stressed and anxious, what most people do is that they tend to breathe through their mouth. So what we need to do is we need to focus on breathing through our nose. And what happens is that many of us tend to be very congested in our nose. And so the right side of the nostril, one thing, if you want to talk about the parasympathetic, sympathetic, um, sympathetic and parasympathetic, your right side of your nose is going to activate the left part of your brain, which is your sympathetic response. Your left side is going to be your parasympathetic response. So we need to have um, both open and ready to activate in order to help you calm down. So when we're stressed and you want to relax and get better, uh, get better sleep, you want to focus on breathing more through the left nostril. And if it's congested, then we'll show you some tips on how you can de okay. de um, declare that. But the thing is that there are many different there. breathing techniques, but you really, if you're going to focus on, uh, better sleep or, um, de-stressing, then you really want to focus on the parasympathetic aspect, which is the left side of the nose and longer exhales. Let's mm -hmm. start. I, I Let's start with, you, you said you have to do a bit of an assessment though for a minute, right? Yep. Yep. So the thing is, you know, it's always great to check in with your breath and uh, just be mindful of your breathing. Like how well are you, am I breathing through my nose? Am I breathing through my mouth? Am I breathing a lot? Am I not? So it's really good to, I do like one minute check-ins with my, I have my clients check in with themselves once a, for a minute, like a couple few times a day. So all we're going to do is we're going to put a timer on and I want you just to count your breaths. Nothing okay. so, like, just don't, uh, don't overcomplicate it. Just sit here. You can use your fingers or whatever. Just start breathing. Okay. okay. Just okay. count your breaths. Okay. Go ahead. All right, go. You need like music. We should do sound healing. There you go. That's better. Why didn't you do that at the beginning? Okay, so there we are in a minute. I think I think I may have lost track, but twelve. Does that sound about right? Okay. What were we looking for here? Five 
5.5. What? Yep. Did anybody do 5? You did, you can't breathe 5 times yep. in a minute. 5 and a half times in a minute. That's the ideal amount of breathing that you should be doing. That's the perfect breath. If we're aiming for a perfect breath, if yeah. you want the benchmark, if you want to be perfect, you're like that A type, I got to be perfect. 5.5 is what you should be breathing per minute. Crazy, so that's right? that's like 10 to 12 seconds. Yep. Breathe in. Well, of course, that's what when we talk about box breathing. That's 16 seconds, the yep. box breathing, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess it is possible. It totally is possible, but you got to practice. So it's like anything. Like you said, at the beginning, we breathe 20 22 to 25,000 times a day, mm -hmm. how many of those are, you know, efficient for you? So are you being truly efficient? So if you're breathing like 20, like I've seen the lower number of 21,000, some people breathe 25,000. It's just how efficient are you with that air? And so, you know, we can measure stress off of this and we can measure a lot of things off of this. But I can tell you, in my experience, people who are in chronic pain, who are at high stress, breathe much higher in that uh, one minute time. So, it, and then they tend to breathe through their mouth as well, which we're not able to filter the air as well. And that's gonna exacerbate the problem of feeling that you have to over breathe. So breathing through your nose is what we're looking for, right? You want to be breathing through your nose. That is the ideal. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, and I, I want to come back to chronic pain as well in a few minutes because okay. some people have made comments about that and breathing as well already. So we'll come back to that in a little bit. So we're going to do a, a number of different breathings. Uh, we're gonna Let's start with yogic breathing. Okay. This one's a little bit harder. It's a harder one to start off with, but you can, okay. I'll, I'll definitely take you through it. So, um, I call it yogic breathing. Um, it's really think of it as a wave, but what we're going to do is everybody place one hand on their chest and one hand on their belly. Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to focus on almost think of it as three inhales, but okay. what we're going to do is we're going to focus on inhaling, moving the hand and the diaphragm. So you're going to move the hand on the belly. And then what you're going to do is you're going to inhale and move the hand. So you're going to move to the ribs and then you're going to move to the chest. So think of it as a wave starting at the belly. I'm going to inhale to my belly, inhale to my ribs and inhale to my chest. Oh, that is tough. Right. And now I'm going to exhale from my chest to my ribs and then to my belly. So you're talking about breathing but filling up the lower part of your body first, first, allowing it to fill up. Yep. And then, and then reverse. Then the ribs, yeah. And then the ribs and then the intercostal, the chest muscles, yeah. and then you're going to reverse it. So exhale from the ribs or sorry, from the collarbones, then the ribs or intercostal muscles, and then the diaphragm. So it's a wave. It is very difficult if you haven't practiced this. Mm -hmm. So that's why, yeah, you know, like you want to be, the, the idea is, you want to be able to work the tissues and we're moving the tissues to impact the nervous system. If we can do that, then we're going to have a better impact on how we breathe and move the diaphragm. Many, many people have very rigid diaphragms. We just simply don't move it. We think we breathe. So most people think like when you breathe, should you move up and down, up, down? When people are stressed, they breathe like this. You see their chest move up, down. You should never breathe vertically. You want to be breathing horizontally. And what I mean by that is your belly, your belly, your ribs, and your ah, back tough. will expand. Yes, but you haven't been practicing it. And so your nervous system is like, whoa, what is this? I'm not used to this. And that's, that's okay. It's just something you have to practice. So if you talk about like, let's check in. Let's check in on my yogic breathing at 105 tomorrow. 
great, set an alarm and just try. Try three yogic breaths. And the thing is, if you do that every day at 1.05 p.m. for an entire week, I can guarantee you by Friday, that's going to be so much easier for you because you've trained the nervous system. You've trained the tissues. Okay. let's. Uh, Kim says uh, it makes it – Mayo, by the way, said pretty cool. I felt that. Um, Marie says uh, breathing in three parts, take concentration. It does. Yes, and that certainly does. That's actually what we're after. We want you to yes. be thinking about that instead of what you're stressed about. Exactly. But – uh, it hurts to do it, and, I, and it makes you dizzy. That I, I am getting a few of those comments. Okay, so the dizziness is the CO2 and O2 imbalance. So that is completely common, and that's because what's happening is that we're not not building enough CO2. So when you inhale, you got too much oxygen, and then when you exhale, it's that pressure change, and your body's like, whoa. I'm not sure about this. My nervous system's like, uh-uh. So basically, we need to we need to not push the tissues that far. You've pushed so, it so outside of your comfort zone. Don't push it too much. And no, we've always said that too with the box breathing. They only, you know what? It's good to do it if you can do it. But if you can't, do yeah. what you can do without getting yeah. dizzy. So if you're getting dizzy, that's that's maybe something to to uh, to back off. Yes. So you're just not just don't push the tissues that much. So you're filling your cavity a bit too much. So it's too much of a pressure change. So just start with smaller breaths or shallower breaths. But just like use your mind or your your visualize breathing from your belly and then breathing into the ribs and then breathing into the collarbones. Just visualize that. How would it look? What does it feel like to you versus somebody else? And that's the thing. That's the awesome part about breathing is that it's going to be unique to each person. It's not going to look the same, but it's going to feel. It's all about feeling. And yeah. So anyway, this is not one I would start off with per se, but okay. it's definitely a great one to help you become more in tune with the tissues. Like where? Do, so when you inhale, where do you feel tightness? And if that's, you know, wherever the tightness, that's just a sign that that's where you're holding stress. So if we practice, breathe in, sorry, so some people will breathe in and they'll feel it in their lower backs. So, so then that's the tissues there that are just, they're a little bit locked up there in the lower back. So if we practice this breathing during the day, Melanie asks, will it happen while we sleep? Yes. Yeah, because you're training your nervous system. That's the exciting part. So essentially you're, you're training, like the more focus that you can bring on fueling your body with oxygen and getting the CO2 molecules to push the tissues, the better off you're going to be. Okay. Where do people hold their stress? I just see Ruth is saying tight back of the neck. Yep. Where do people hold their stress? It, everybody depends. So because of the stress and the lymphatic system and the parasympathetic system and the autonomic nervous system, it's going to show up anywhere along the spine, anywhere. So some people hold it in their neck, some people hold it in their mid-backs and the thoracic spine, some people hold it in the lumbar spine or some people right in their sacrums. Everybody's different, so that's why different breathing techniques work for different people. Okay. So that's why I'm not gonna say like, you have to do this particular breathing. I, I teach a course and we go over 12 different breathing exercises and we figure out which one resonates with you the most. Yeah. I have felt that in, in my back as well. Uh, it seems like a lot, of, a lot of back and a lot of neck. Any advice, Julie? Yep. Um, so those. So that's the funny part is that the lower. So parasympathetic is the cervical spine and the sacral spine. Okay, so that basically means your parasympathetic system is not being activated. Collarbone to pubic bone. That's your cervical and lumbar spine. That's going to be sympathetic. But above your neck here is going to be parasympathetic and the bottom part of your spine, that's your parasympathetic. So those, yeah. So essentially wherever you're holding that pain, 
that's where I need to, I need to focus on and that we need to address the sympathetic response or the parasympathetic response. Okay. Let's move on to another one now. So that was yogic breathing. Let's do uh, alternate nostril. This one. So this is the one. If you want to lower your blood pressure, if you want to improve your sleep habits, if you just want to improve your immunity, if you want to get your homeostasis on or get balanced, this is the one. I, everybody that does this feels amazing after it. Okay. So how it works is that we always start on the parasympathetic side. So what you're gonna do is we use your thumb or your index finger. So, the, so what you can. So on the right hand side is our parasympathetic side. The left. So parasympathetic is left. Sympathetic is right. Sympathetic is right. Okay. So let's make it clear. Parasympathetic is left. Left. Yes. Sympathetic so, is right. So most people who have pain in their necks and in their sacrums, if you pulled them, where do you have congestion in your sinuses? Is it mostly on the left side or the right side? Mostly on the left for me. Right. So that's a parasympathetic problem. So that's why you hold pain in your lower back. Wow. Okay. Does that make sense? She's a witch. Wow. How do you know, know this? No, it's, <laughs> it's not voodoo. It's just science. Okay. So. I just understand it really well. That's all. So my parasympathetic nervous system I, is my left. Right. However, okay. actually, can we do a timeout? Yep. Can, okay. Let's say, are any of you congested in your nose? Like uh, you said, you're a little bit congested in your nose, right, Kevin? So the problem mm -hmm. is that if you're congested on one side or the other, we need to decongest you. So. So many people have, you know, allergies or deviated septums or, you know, whatever. They're just congested well, in their being nose. being indoors all day. Yeah. Is, so, you know, dry it's air. dry, yeah. Yeah. So what we need to do is we need to be able to decongest your nose. Let's do that first, and then we'll do alternate nostrils. Is that cool? Okay. Okay. So is this going to be gross? How you do... No. Oh, okay. No, it's really simple. Okay. Darn. So what are you going to do okay. is you're going to take a, sl a, a soft inhale through your nose. Pinch your nose, exhale all the air through your mouth. All the air, all of it, all of it, all of it. Now shake your head up and down and hold your breath. Shake your head up and down and hold your breath as long as you can. As long as you can. Go up and down, up and down. You can go back and forth if you want, up and down. Just shake it around, oh, keep going. And when you feel like the, when you feel the thirst to breathe again, go ahead and inhale slowly through the nose and exhale through the nose. Inhale through the nose. And exhale through the nose. No, we don't need a Kleenex. <laughs> well, you may. You may because you may actually remove some of the congestion that's yeah. in there. Okay? So we're going to do that two more times. So again, oh, no. so, you inhale, all right. so inhale, all right, pinch your nose, exhale all the air out of your mouth. Close your mouth. And when you're ready... Inhale through the nose. My ears popped. Yes! Is that clearing. what? Oh, that's good? Oh, okay. Yes. That's All right. fantastic. That's All right. clearing your sinuses. That's how we do it. Good job, Kevin. Ba boom Okay. Done. And so that, I, I never really thought about that too, because if, if we already are stressed out and our breathing has become very shallow because of it, congestion is only going to worsen that. So whether Correct. it's an allergy, whether it's a cold, or whether it's just dryness, I never yeah. really thought, you know, we got to make sure that, that we can breathe properly. Exactly. You got to open up the filter. The filter, that's why it's so important to breathe through your nose because it's your filter. So, I mean, I've read some posts and I've been talking about with some people about how breathing can actually help you fight COVID because you're able to filter through your nose. You're able to actually build up your immunity by breathing through your nose. Wow. 
cool, right? Is it, is it not just, uh, we are amazing creatures. We, we really, really are. And yep. we, we have the facilities within us to take care of so many different ailments, whether it's mental yep. health, whether it's stuffiness, we have the ability to do it without medication. You know, I know, it, right? It, it, it is, uh, it's awesome. amazing. Our, our body is, has so many different systems in place to help yep. us. We just have to, we, we just, just have, have to, to access them. It. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So that's why teaching this skill alone will change so many people's lives. You're like, cause you know, if I, I had a client who had a cold, uh, a couple weeks ago. So we just did this a few times and she's like, my ears popped and she's like, I can breathe. It gave relief. And that's the wow. thing she didn't, I didn't have to go to, you know, my sinus, whatever allergy medication and whatnot. And it, it really does work. And so now that you're clear, you're like, awesome. Okay. So now right. let's do alternate nostril breathing. Now the so alternate nostril breathing. Yeah. So okay. this is a great one to do before sleep, uh, before bed. I highly, highly recommend it. Or if you're highly stressed. Okay. okay. Um, I don't recommend it while you're driving a car or, you know, in anywhere that you're driving heavy machinery because it will really relax you. Okay. okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to close. You always start with closing the right nostril. And what we're going to do is we're going to inhale on the left. Then you're going to close it. Open up the right side. Exhale on the right. Inhale on the right. Close it. Exhale on the left. Inhale on the left. Close it. Exhale on the right. Inhale on the right. Close it. Exhale on the left. Inhale. One last time. Exhale on the right. Inhale. Close it and then finish exhaling on the left. So you can do that three to 10 times, five times, whatever. Okay. So this one, you're actually, if we would actually rest, if we would have taken your blood pressure or your, your heart rate, it actually can drop your resting heart rate. People with white coat syndrome, this is what you do. Seriously, just do this breathing before you see the doctor wow. or just literally close your right nostril and breathe through the left. So what's and happening? And what? You're, you're activating your parasympathetic system. You're getting it to rest and digest. You're activating the right side of your brain, which allows the parasympathetic response to occur in your body. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that is amazing. Okay, uh, one more. One more. We're going to sure. do the four, seven, eight breathing. Four, seven, eight. Okay, so this is another great one if you're stressed. Um, you, this one, th the reason it works is because you're double timing the exhale. So for those people, um, again, it may be difficult to get to four, to hold for seven. And again, remember the reason why you're holding for seven is because you're focusing on building up the CO2 transport. You need the CO2 transport to, tr to tra uh, transporters to move the oxygen through your body. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is another great one to do. So what you simply do is you inhale for four through the nose. One, two, three, four, hold for seven, and then exhale through the nose, ideally, but if you can't, that's okay. Exhale through the mouth for eight. It's that simple. So again, you can do three, I typically do three to five. If you're going to bed, I recommend doing this before bed. It's a super simple one. By you focusing on the counting, it's gonna allow you to help you sleep and get everything under control. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that's the magic of our breath, isn't it? It's, it's, yes. that, it's that concentrating on the here and the now, be present, be grounded, that, that, uh, that works. Yes. It works. So the 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 well, but this one, the reason that you're you're double timing your anytime you double time your exhale, uh, the better it is for your parasympathetic system. So that's why I highly recommend this one. Uh, but if you can't get to eight, that's okay. So you can do like four, you know, four two. If you can only hold for two, four two five. As long as you're exhaling longer than the inhale. Let's say you can't inhale for four, then do a two three, four, anything you want like that. Like it's, it's, don't get caught up on four, seven, eight. It's just that, um, Dr. Wild, Andrew Wild, uh, came up with this breathing and it's become very popularized and it, it, and it works for a lot of people. The reason I like the seven and the eight is because it, um, really focuses on the tissues of moving the diaphragm. So the idea is that so many people are restricted in their diaphragm. It just, the tissues aren't used to being moved there. And so we want to be able to manipulate that and try to uh, get as much movement there. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm talking with Julie Tom, movement specialist. Fitimize.ca is her website. A wealth of knowledge about movement, about uh, movement into your, your golden years as well. And chronic pain as well. We can use the breath for chronic pain as well, right, Julie? Absolutely. That's I actually do. So, uh, you know, like if, if you want to talk about, um, you know, clients who are in chronic pain, the first thing I have to do to stop the pain cycle is get their breathing in control because people who are in chronic pain are over breathers straight up. So yeah. we need to control the breathing. And once I do that, then I'm able to then manipulate because essentially you have to remember, we're trying to influence the nervous system. And the best way to do that is through your breathing because we're activating this sympathetic and the parasympathetic systems. Chronic pain is going to produce stress and anxiety. So if, if you, yes. you have, uh, what are the most common types of chronic pain? Uh, it'd be back, Lower neck, back, neck, shoulder, shoulder. What kind of breathing would you suggest out of the ones we did? Or is there another one? Diaphragmatic breathing. What's diaphragmatic breathing? So this one is, um, ideally you want to be on the ground or you want your uh, basically your entire, what I call posterior chain. So like yeah. your head to your, uh, sacrum, your entire spine needs to be supported on the floor or on a table, uh, sorry, or a chair. But essentially what you're doing is that you want to crush your lower back to the floor. And what you're going to do is you're going to focus on inhaling, take a normal inhale. And then you remember the, the green mile, the movie, the green mile, what yes. you're going to do is you're going to open up, you're going to open up your mouth and then you're going to blow out all the bees, like let it all out. Just let it out. Just, but keep going, 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 all of it until you almost feel a cough. Yeah, like, and then what I want you to do, when you do, you're going to feel your diaphragm actually come right up. You're going to feel it come right up underneath your rib cage. That's fantastic. That's what we want. We want that movement. We want that vacuum to really move. And so what you're doing is that you're supporting your lower back because that's where most of the pain is, or you're supporting your neck on the floor. So your brain feels safe. And now we're going to stabilize the back to mobilize the front. So okay? if, if someone can't lie down on the floor or something like that, can they, they do it on their bed? Place your, yeah, do it on your bed or, your bed? Like, you okay. know, put your, put your back. You have to crush, you have, your back has to be supported by something. The more, uh, like, you know, I don't know, like a chair, like a really tall chair. Okay, so you support the back. Be, yeah, but you need to support the neck as well, like from the head, like the back of the head, all the way to the sacrum. You want to support all of it so that you're, you can stabilize that so that you can mobilize the front. We want to be able to move the tissues in the front. So you're going to inhale and then open up the throat. 
Keep going. And then that diaphragm is going to go right up into the ribcage. It's going to tuck under there. You're like, I got nothing left. Inhale through the nose again and then repeat. I do three to five of those and that really okay. takes away the pain in uh, especially the lower back and the neck. Okay. So now other, other options when you're stressed beyond this kind of uh, the, the, these breathing uh, practices, there yeah. are some things you can do or use in a pinch. Yeah. yeah. So balloons, you can hang them out in your purse. Okay, so balloon yes, breathing. Yes, I will put it in my does, purse. Put it in your purse, your purse. <laughs> put it in your purse. Okay, so what you're gonna do is this one helps with again diaphragmatic breathing. So by the pressure, so all you gotta do is literally focus on blowing up a balloon. So you know, it, so inhale. Same thing with blowing through um, a, a paper bag, but blowing through the balloon allows you to activate the pelvic floor. So for any of you that are here that have pelvic floor issues, or you know, you know, you have diastasis recti, or you have, you know, you jump up and down and you pee. If you're one of those people then this is going to be your best friend because this is how you're going to teach yourself how to act activate your pelvic floor into the diaphragm. And so all you got to do is simply inhale through the nose and, and then let it go. Do it again. It's that simple. Okay. What are you, what so are you doing? What, what's happening? Same thing as everything, but just the visual dynamic of forcing the air into the balloon forces mm -hmm. the pelvic floor to engage. It's the same ideas that, um, you know, like people talk about Kegels and, and whatnot, but by putting the pressure into the balloon, it forces air down, it pushes uh, down. So, cause the diaphragm, think of it as like a trampoline or it's like very, can be very spongy. So mm -hmm. we want to create some tone um, in order to activate that. And so also by doing this type of breathing, it'll help you um, with activating the vagus nerve. And that's something we haven't really talked about in terms of breathing, but um, when you're breathing through your nose, there's a, there's a, you're... actually hold, hold that thought for a moment because you bring up the okay. vagus nerve and, and it's very interesting because I'm hearing more and more about this connected with mental health. Um, yes. I have never heard about it before and, and, and now I'm hearing about it everywhere. So actually I want to talk about that specifically in a moment. Okay. Uh, okay. And I, I want to pass on some information from our good friend, Dr. Bryce Wild, who's, uh, uh, Bryce Wild, who um, also has some, some fair, uh, something called a contrast shower. I want to talk about that. Right? But I want yeah, to stick with, yeah. with the balloon. And okay. you also said a straw. Straw, yes. So same thing. So by breathing specifically in through, through, I mean, you're not supposed to get the good straws anymore. So this is just my silicone straw. So just by, again, if you have this in your purse or your purse, you're just going to inhale through the nose. And forcing the air through the straw again activates the vagus nerve. So just by it's by working on activating the the muscles in the back of their throat by pushing the air through a very specific place. If you don't have straw, make a fist and again blow through a little hole through your fist. You can do the same thing. That very concentrated force of air again activates the vagus nerve and um, which ultimately will turn and uh, uh, turn on your pelvic floor as well. So these are really great ones. I have a daughter who has anxiety and she's only six. So whenever I bring up the straw, she knows it'll help. It'll help her calm down because she has to focus on getting that vagus nerve to activate in the pelvic floor. Yeah, you could you could maybe blow a little little spitball across the table or something like that or even <laughs> yeah, a spitball at your parents you know <laughs> yeah. right thanks i'm not teaching okay now marie asked a question here why am i getting a headache now after the breathing 
because of the difference, because of the O2 and the CO2 imbalance. So we've you've done too much breathing, essentially. So Stop breathing. Marie, what she's saying is just stop breathing now for the rest of the night. Yeah, no. Yes, no? just oh. stop breathing. No, it's it's um, we did too much concentrated breathing. So that's why you feel an imbalance. So that's actually a good thing in a way because basically what we've done is that by creating more CO2, your body's like, whoa, what is this? I'm not familiar with it. So um, the more you do it, the more the headaches will go away. So that's why it's it's just all the headache is telling you is that there's there's a um, an imbalance that has occurred and it's not so it's not familiar with it. So we just need to get more familiar with it. But so for you, for practicing these drills, you just got to um, go a little bit slower, if you will, or a little bit lighter. Don't hold your breath as long and don't exhale as long. Okay. Um, okay. The straw. Now you said you also told me about something to do with a cake and I yes. see no, I see no cake here anywhere. I know. So, okay. So what I want everybody to do is put your hands in front of you like this. Okay. And I want you to imagine your absolute favorite cake. And it could even be an ice cream cake if you want. And so we're going to, we're going to mm. just, so whatever kind of cake you want. Okay. So carrot cakes, I don't know, chocolate, vanilla, whatever your favorite is. And so what you're going to do is you're going to smell that cake. Take the biggest smell of just visualize the biggest cake and you're going to smell it. Go ahead and inhale. And then what I want you to do is you're going to hold. And what you're going to do is you're going to blow out the candles. And that's it. Wow. Okay. And how often would you do that? I mean, would you do it Whenever one? Whenever you feel stressed. No, but I mean, would that's you do it one, two, ti two times, three times? Three. Typically three. Um, three times, I don't know okay. why. I just like three. Three to five, whatever. It's I don't know, just a number that I stick with. Um, I learned that one actually from my daughter uh, taking a course to help her uh, with her anxiety. And I love the idea because, uh, you know, just having that visual. I really like visuals because you have to remember your eyes are just simply the – they're just – outside of your they're part of your brain but they're just on the outside of your, mm -hmm. your head okay. so your eyes will certainly help you with the visual um input same idea when we do hand breathing it's a really good one as well because it helps you the visual helps you slow down your breathing to know i'm inhaling exhaling and also the sensory input of just touching the back of your hand is fantastic for allowing you to calm down because I don't know I'm sure you've probably talked about sensory input with mental health is super super important um, to allow the nervous system to again calm down yeah it has a, it's everything it's sight sound touch smell yeah. everything uh, yeah. you know but we've been you, we've been given of, all of these tools you know now it's time to use them Absolutely. And it's knowing when. And so that's why, you know, I talk about movement all the time and, and it's really about sneaking this stuff in. It's like, you know, when I'm driving, I can just focus on like three deep breaths or focus on four, seven, eight, or just my cake. And mm -hmm. so my daughter knows, like if I, if she ever feels, we call it the guard dog. I don't know if you know the zones of regulation, but whenever she's feeling her anxiety come on or we call her dark guard dog or she's feeling that that tension building up in her chest and in her throat we know or like we bust out the the cake breathing or we bring out the hand breathing and she knows and that and that brings her right back down so that the gorilla mm. doesn't that gorilla doesn't come out and beat against her chest so that's what allows so, us to, to calm down so you're saying i should have birthday cake here all the time Okay, uh, yeah, in, I can do that. Right here. <laughs> okay, we're going to get on to the vagus nervous system. Now, it's not exactly spelled vagus, right? No, V-A. Okay. 
V8. Vag, vag, it's like a vagus vag, nerve. Yeah. The vagus nerve. Why am I hearing so much about it now? Is it just because I've now really delved into doing research on mental health? Or are we yeah. discovering new things about the, the vagus nerve system? No, it's nothing new. Vagus nerve has been around for, I mean, it's your 10th, it's your, uh, 10th or 12th cranial nerve. I can't remember. But anyway, it's, what's important is that it's actually the longest nerve in your body. It attaches right in the back of your ear. What it does is it actually connects and it, it actually goes down and it's the only nerve that connects all the way down to your pelvic floor. So that's why when we breathe, it's touching everything. Dun, 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 it's hitting all the organs, ligaments, tendons, fascia, everything that's going on in there. Your vagus nerve is being activated. So they talk about people – I've heard of like if you buy activating your um, vagus nerve, you can improve your gallbladder. Um, you can improve digestion, you can improve immunity, you can improve so many things. And that's where, you know, cold therapy is fantastic. You know, ice, uh, you know, ice cold hydrotherapy, I walk barefoot in snow, um, or, you know, just literally an ice bucket of, on your face is fantastic. Humming is fantastic. Singing is Whoa. fantastic. Humming. Vibration is fantastic. Yeah, humming. So mm, literally, so or gargling. Vibration. Uh, okay. Vibration. Your body loves vibration. So like a family, like my joke is a family that gargles together stays together. So my family, literally, when we're in the car driving home from school with the kids, we gargle. We just practice gargling because that activates the vagus nerve in the throat. So many people, so for those of you that said you have neck pain, you need to be working on activating your vagus nerve because there's not, there's a sensory. So you can actually touch on either side of your throat and just try to hum or hmm or gargle mm -hmm. and notice if you feel a difference between one side or the other. Mm -hmm. So again, that'll lead in to parasympathetic sympathetic so what we do is you can go up high mm, it, it, and yeah, then go, go down I, a little bit lower i think it's heavier on the go right down a little bit lower. so okay. i'm feeling yep. it more here so that's that's the sympathetic nervous system correct so we need the parasympathetic mm, to kick on so then wow. what we need to work on that's where the eye drills and stuff will come in. So we need more of that left side to kick on. So cover up the right eye, do the eye drills that we've done before together, yeah. right? Do it with the left eye and then focus on gargling. Or you can turn turn your side and really focus on breathing on that left side. Breathe through the left, exhale. Mm -hmm. That will help as well. Or hum, stay and that'll help turn on that left side of that. So you just do up high in the throat, go down to the middle, go down a little bit lower, and just see if you feel any difference on that. But gargling, singing, chanting, cold water therapy, um, yeah, all of those things are fantastic for the mm. vagus nerve, and they help with digestion. I love the vagus. Okay. So... Tapping your no. face in your belly. Tapping is fantastic. Yep. Tapping okay. So, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Someone had said uh, tapping your face in your belly. What, what's, that, what's that referring to? That's dirty. So that's, that. your, yeah. that's your lymphatic system or somatic sensory input. Oh, and okay. so uh, what you're doing is that you're, you have you have many, many, many lymph nodes that are right underneath the collarbone and they go right down uh, the sides of our, our, our body. But the vibration of doing that is stimulating. So the lymphatic system is the only system in your body that does not have a pump. So by tapping it, what you're doing is you're stimulating the lymphatic system and the fascial system and the nerves that are all connected to it. You're stimulating that so that we have a vibration so we can continue the uh, flow of, um, you know, blood flow, all that, all everything, basically, okay, circulation, blood flow. It, it is basically centered around, it, it starts in our head, right? Yeah, right behind your ear. Okay, so what Bryce Wilde had said before on this program is, is he had said, take a contrast shower. 
And what yes. you want to do is you want cold, 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 as cold as you can stand it, water on your face and your chest. Then you want it as hot as you possibly can, same area. Then you want it cold and hot, cold, hot. What's going on? Um, it's basically called hydrotherapy. And essentially what you're doing is that contrast is activating the 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 hormone system, so the sympathetic and the parasympathetic system. So you're doing the, the you know, the calming and the, and it's like you're just jarring your body side to side. So your body's like, oh, do I want to fight or do I want to relax? Do I want to fight or do I want to relax? So going back and forth, you're just playing with that nervous system to allow the body to ultimately calm down. Because once it's down, then the body's yeah. now, it wants to get, it's like, oh, I'm tired. So now I just want to chill out yeah and now i had trouble with it so bryce told me just use splash water on your face then correct then 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 do the cold do the hot do the cold do the hot because yeah. i I, had, I couldn't do it in the shower i just i it just that's it, really common super yeah, super okay. that's why i do so what i've done is i do um in my sink i put really cold water so i put my hands in it and then in my tub i actually put really hot water so then i put my feet in it so you have to remember in terms of sensory input your the brain hierarchy is your eyes are first always train your eyes and then we go to the ears the vestibular system and then we go perception so your hands have a lot of sensory input in the bottom of your feet there's like seventy three thousand nerves on the bottom of your feet so just exposing your hands and feet to that will help you allow it to get that that wow. um, exposure as well. Breathing is really, it's, I truly believe is the anchor. And that's why I'm excited that you had me on today to talk about this, because I really think that, you know, especially with COVID and, you know, all this negativity, yeah. we can really ground ourselves. If we can really ground yourself to, to breathing, your health is going to benefit. It's going to, it's going to benefit in your mental health and just all the, the homeostasis, all the wonderful things that come with it are, are fantastic. And, um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for people to to dive into this world of, you know, breathing. And the more we can help people breathe better, the more people will feel better. Uh, Julie, how can people get in touch with you? Can they do it on your website? Do you have a message yeah. on your website? Okay, so, so fitomize.ca. Yeah, on my website, if you go under programs, there's actually a breathing course. It's called um, Let's Breathe. And um, yeah, so it starts tomorrow. It's a live Zoom class at 1 p.m. Um, if you can't make it at 1 p.m., it's recorded. I send you the recording and uh, we can chat anytime. And we go through, um, yeah, the, each week we'll go through the breathing. And there's like a PowerPoint that I'll take you through just to explain the whys and um, explain a little bit more as to, you know, a little bit, a lot of the stuff and, that we talked about today, people, just in people, a little bit more depth. And people can also email you here at fitomize.ca. Yeah, if you go to my contact page. Contact sure, page, all right. Um, but if you want to email me directly, it's admin at fitomize.ca. Okay, that's admin my, that's my at fitomize.ca. Admin at fitomize.ca. So you want to send yeah, an email directly so to Julie, you can do that. Yeah, happy to help. I mean, that, that's the, I mean, there's lots of different tests that we can do, but honestly, if people can anchor themselves to, you know, one type of breathing that really works for yeah. them life will all change right. all right thank you so much julie and we will have you back again soon all right all right sounds good again i can't emphasize this enough if you are struggling with your mental health then reach out question is how do you know when it's time to reach out to ask for help and where do you go next episode mental health 101 when and where to find help don't forget about my Facebook Live show every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern on my Facebook page at Kevin Frankish. And check out the latest blogs and mental health information at thehappymolecule.com. 
Until next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Please consider subscribing to this podcast and also check out the Happy Molecule Extra at thehappymolecule.com. There you'll find a link to a video version of this episode. Be able to join the conversation about mental health, learn about our Facebook Live show, and get a preview of upcoming episodes. You can email us at thehappymolecule at gmail.com. I'm Erin Davis, wishing you good mental health.